If you have your Westover app, I invite you to open it. You have your Bibles. Go with me to Mark chapter 6. We're in a series entitled Mark It Up. Now, at the end of this message there is going to be an altar moment oh yes let me let me let me do this i forgot i want to make mention of our color sheet for our kids kids here in the room we have a every week we have a color sheet for you this photograph this picture here this color uh, design is is themed to the message today and we have some activities that relate to the scripture that we're teaching and crayolas online there's a downloadable link that you can use Uh, in order to print that for your child. In this series, the Gospel of Mark, we're asking the the Lord to teach us and take us to a new level, looking at the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. This weekend, I want to speak on the subject, bounce back. Bounce back. You know, we use that phrase, if somebody's gone through a surgery, we say, you know what, they're doing well, they they bounce back. (laughs) We know what that means. Uh, many of us were praying the Spurs would bounce back when they got back and would be in post-game playoffs, but that didn't happen. When a failure comes, a setback comes, we'll, we'll, we'll say, I hope I can bounce back. Well, during this time, there's many of us, we've lost our bounce. (laughs) We've lost our bounce. A setback has come during COVID. We've lost ground. We feel like there's probably an area of our life that's falling apart. Is that you? Is there something that you thought you would be further along than you are right now, that you'd be past something or you'd be further advanced in an area than you are right now, and you feel like you're, you're not bouncing back? I read an article last week that said in America right now, due to the COVID, the shutdown, all that's going on, that depression is at an all-time high. People are just sad. Have you found yourself that way Some, somewhat just down? I wish things would be normal. I'm just sad. I just, I, I, I feel like I've lost. I feel like I, I, we're just kind of stuck in this, this moment and things are not advancing. You know, I was kind of having a day like that last week and decided to, to medicate myself with chocolate donuts. Yes, I just went and got a half a dozen chocolate donuts. I said, you know what? I, I need to medicate myself with some chocolate donuts. Are you with me? You like chocolate donuts? I mean, when I go to the gym, my favorite machine is the vending machine. I mean, come on. Well, in life, sometimes we can feel like we get discouraged, we get down. I want you to know you can bounce back, and some of us have lost our bounce. But God wants to encourage you in this message today and in this altar moment that you would be refilled with enthusiasm and encouragement. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 6, we have this count of Jesus. He tells his 12 disciples to get in the boat and and to go across the Lake of Galilee. He's going to go on a mountain to pray. They go across the Galilee Lake. It's about six miles wide. And the Bible says that no sooner did they get on the lake, a great storm came. Now, it's very susceptible because the Lake of Galilee is some 630 feet below sea level. And just north there is Mount Hermon, which is 9,200 feet above sea level. So there's a, there's a drastic change, the cold and then the below sea level. And sometimes the, the weather will turn and, and tumultuous storms can arise on Galilee. The winds can whip up. 
Well, that's what happened. And they're in this wooden vessel, and they're rowing across the lake. You can hear the timbers cracking, and they're worried, and they're fighting the waves. These are seasoned sailors. These are grown men. And the Bible says they became terrified. One theologian put it this way. They, they, they cried out to God with deep-throated shrieks of terror. Grown men, terrified. They thought they were going to drown. They thought they were going to sink. And then the Bible says Jesus saw them and he came walking to them on the water. This is the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. Now, before we get into the, the scripture count, I just want to point out something. In Mark chapter 4, and I spoke on it just a few weeks ago, there was another storm. Now, Jesus was in the boat with them this time, and he calmed the storm. We're two chapters later, and another storm comes. Have you ever felt like, God, I've graduated from the storms? I'm ready to get over the storms. Have you ever gone through a storm, and then no sooner do you come out, another storm spikes? Another storm arises. Another difficulty comes. That's where the disciples are. And God is testing their storm theology right now. Perhaps right now God is, God is testing your storm theology. And I believe in this account of the miracle of Jesus walking on the water, calming the seas. He's speaking to us about how we can bounce back. Let's look at Mark chapter 6, verse 45 and following. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go to the other side, excuse me, go ahead of him uh, to Bethsaida, and he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land. He saw, verse 48, is, I'm going to take all of my thoughts out of verse 48. He saw the disciples straining at the oar because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought, he was a ghost. They cried out because they saw him and they were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I don't be afraid. Let me put that in our heart again. Jesus said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. I believe that in this account that Jesus is teaching us something that's apropos for every one of us as we're trying to bounce back, as we're trying to get our stride, our confidence up again. The first thing I want to share with you is God sees what you're going through. God sees what you're going through. Verse 48, he saw the disciples, the Bible says, straining at the oars. Did you notice that? He saw the disciples straining at the oars. And when I read this, it just, it just brought a vivid image to me. Jesus is on land. The disciples are halfway across the Lake of Galilee, but that means they're at least three miles there. It's dark, it's stormy, it's cloudy, the driving rain, and all of that, he saw them. He saw them in the storm. Not only did he see them in the storm, let me just kind of visualize this for a moment. Like, uh, I'm the disciples in the, in the boat, okay? 
And the scripture says that Jesus saw them straining at the oar. In other words, he saw the look on their face. Because when they're rowing, it's... He saw the look on their face. He saw them straining at the oars. Jesus sees what you're going through. And we're kind of like in this, we're, we're, we're going through a storm. And, and, and it started it at spring break. School is shut down for two weeks. And we had to tell our kids, I'm going to go back to school. And I've got to be around these kids even longer. Spring break exhausted me. And now they're telling me the kids are going to be home two more weeks. And we're telling our kids, it's all right. I can get through this two weeks longer. By the 1st of April, school will start. And then they came in and said, no, we're going to extend it to the end of the end of April. Oh, God, help me through this. Oh, God, help me, help me through this. And, and then all of a sudden we're thinking, oh, I, I know 1st of May we can get school going back down. We can get back to normal. And all of a sudden it's to the end of May. To the end of May. To the end of May. My, my heart, my, I feel exhausted. I feel like I can't do anymore. My, everything is straining. Everything I know is being tested to the limit right now. The kids are at home. They can't be around their friends. Everything is different. I'm having to office from the house. I go to H-E-B, and there's no toilet paper, and I have to go back three or four times. I'm praying for toilet paper right now. God, I never thought in my life I would be going through this straining at the oar. And our kids are saying, Mom and Dad, I have been around you for two months. I love you, but I'm tired of you. That's called house arrest. They do that to criminals. They make them stay home, and I'm staying home. And we're having to get on our kids all the time, put hand sanitizer on. No, put some more on. You didn't put enough. Don't throw it at your sister. Don't do that. Just keep going on. We put so much hand sanitizer on. We're saying if we have another little girl, we're going to name her Purell. We just see we're going through this all. I'm so tired. I'm just going and straining at where everything is going. Guess what? There's no unemployment now and the extra the extra income for unemployment has been exhausted. God, I don't know if I can make it any longer. I'm doing all I can. He saw them straining at the oar. When they were at their limit, Jesus saw them. You see, man's extremity is God's opportunity. When you're at your limit, when you feel like that you've done all you can do and you can't do anymore, God sees you. He knows what you're going through. And the thing is, the disciples, the disciples were in the boat. Jesus could see them, but they could not see Jesus. Some of us, we can't see God. God, what's going on? God, I can't see you. God, it doesn't make sense to me right now what I'm going through. I, I, it doesn't make sense the shutdown and my and, and my school his his it, my school advancement and uh, my my career path is kind of kind of derailed for a moment. Our plans, our vacation, every, everything, everything we intended has been has been messed up. You see, Jesus sees you, even though you can't see him. He sees what you're going through. His name is Emmanuel, meaning God with us. There's three things I would just deposit in your heart at this point. First off, that Jesus, he sees you. He sees you. Theologians refer to this as the 
the eminence of God. This is what they refer to as the, as the operative intelligence of God. That no matter where you're at and what you're going through, God is with you. That, that God is, is, is in your situation. He's in your heart. He's not in a distant heaven in a galaxy somewhere. He's right by your side. He's walking with you. He sees what you're going through. He's walking side by side with you. You're not separate from God. God is in your heart and God is walking with you through that. Not only does Jesus see us, he, he's going to see us through this. He's going to see us through this. Someone wrote, my father's ways may twist and turn, my heart may throb and ache, but in my soul I'm glad I know he maketh no mistake. Though night be dark and it may seem that day will never break, I pin my faith, my all on him, he maketh. No mistakes. Amen. Amen. He's going to see you through. And thirdly, I would say, not only is he going to see you through, he's going to see to it that you have everything you need. <laughs> I love that about God. The Old Testament calls it handfuls on purpose. God just is going to come through, and he's going to make sure you have everything you need at the moment you need it. Which brings me to my second point today. Not only does God see what we're going through, God always comes through in time. God always comes through in time. Oh, every one of us, if you've walked with Jesus for very long, you've got a testimony. There's a story you can tell where God came through just in time for you. Just in time. The Bible says in verse 48 that shortly before dawn, he went out to them. Why? Because he saw that they were at their limits. Shortly before dawn, the, the, the night was far spent. It was 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning. They were exhausted. They were drenched. These are seasoned sailors, grown men, and they're crying. They're terrified. And Jesus said they can't take it anymore. I'm going to go be with them. And he came to them before dawn. Has life ever messed with your timeline? Yeah. You know, life messes with our timeline. I remember one time I was racing. I was out of town. I was racing to the airport to fly back to San Antonio. And uh, they dropped me off just, just kind of in the, 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 the guy said, I'll get you there in time. I'll get you there in time. Don't worry about it. I'll get you. I, I know a shortcut. And he, got, he got me there. And I, I, I grabbed my briefcase and I'm, I'm kind of huffing through the airport to get there. And I get to the gate just as I see the door clunk. I said, I'm on that plane. She said, too late. No, no, I can. Once we close the door, it's too late. And they wouldn't let me on the plane. Yes. You ever feel like you had your dream? Your plans all worked out, and you can see it, and you're saying, everything's going to go great. There's going to be a hallelujah there. And all of a sudden, the door closes. The opportunity shuts down. It doesn't come through the way you planned. Some of us thought we were going to have our credit cards paid off by now, didn't we? We set a goal last year. We went to the Dave Ramsey seminar, and we had our rainy day fun. We just didn't know it was going to rain for six months. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had three weeks of rainy day fun, my rainy day fun. It, it expired in April, and now we're months beyond that. How many of you are in, don't raise your hand, how many of you are in a six-year in a 40-year degree? <laughs> Should have been done two years ago, but life and finances and setback and schedules, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Has God ever messed with your timeline? Has mine. I've gone to God, and I, I've given God a schedule. God, I prayed about it. I know you want I really, I, I feel my heart. And God... I've even got the time schedule figured out. This is what you can do here, here, and here, and here. And we lay it off, feel good in our heart. And many of us, our schedules had just been, tur- have been turned upside down. Yeah. What's going on, God? I, I believed I was doing the right thing. You need to know that Jesus will show up at the last minute just in time. God will always come through in time for you. He'll always be there. Single parent, God will be there for you. Educator, God will be there for you. Sir, in your business, self-employed worker, God will come through for you just in time. Couple, God will come through for you just in time. Everything that seems like it's, it was upset God has a plan for you, and he's not going to abandon you. Jesus always comes through just in time. During this COVID time, my grandson, he's 11 years old. He's, he's, he's so tired of being home and shut up. He can't be around his Everything in his life, his whole world, his whole world has been ups, upset. So he came over the other day. He said, Papa, we need to hang. Okay, what are we going to do? He said, I just, I need to get out of the house. I need to get out of the house. So we, we binge-watched all of the Mission Impossible movies. I, I think there's seven of them. I'm seven, I'm seven movies into. Uh, if you want this assignment, here's what's going to happen. That fuse burning. Uh, seven, seven movies. They're all somewhat the same plot, okay? The world's going to end, and Ethan Hunt is going to save it. Okay, it's the, it's the plot. Watching one movie, one movie. In this particular movie, there's going to be a nuclear bomb that's going to blow up and it's going to destroy the world and Ethan Hunt has to save the world. There's a timer on the bomb and it's a digital timer with with red numbers on it and it begins to count down and Ethan Hunt has to get a device and they have to snip the wires and they're taking off the little screws off the device and they're there are three wires, and they thought there were one wire, and they're talking back and forth, which one is it? And it's counting down, and there's, there's 10 seconds, 9 seconds is coming down, and just in the nick of time, and they say, well, which wire, which wire? Well, I don't know, I didn't, I don't And you, the whole screen is these wire cutters like this, and they're trying to decide, is it the red one, the green one, or the white one going back and forth? And they're saying, just, I, I think it's the red one, and you see it go up, and then all of a sudden it's down to 2 seconds, and then it's like, he snips the other wire, and it's the one that disarms the bomb. And the red digital timer had one second left in it. And I thought, that's just like God. <laughs> that's just like God. You see, the cross was God's wire cutters. <laughs> it was God's wire cutters. When sin and destruction and failure 
when mistake and guilt, when everything was against us and our whole world, when all of humanity was lost, God took a cross and he called it the wire cutters. And before mankind was lost, he reached down and he disarmed the destruction of sin and the devil and he gave life to all. The cross of Jesus rescues us. And here's what the Bible says in the book of Romans. If God loved you so much, he sent his son to the cross and in his, and in his death he would rescue you. What do you think he will do for you now that you're his child? Yes. He's going to come through to you for you. God's not going to leave you. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, the created days, we have this statement over and over again. And God said, and it was so. Second day, and God said, and it was so. And many of us right now, we're caught between God said, and it was so. There's a God said in our spirit. We just haven't seen it in our life, and it was so. And in that moment when you're caught between and God said and it was so, I want you to know, I want you to know, God will always come through on time. He's never going to abandon you. Point number three, God's going to say, God's going to tell you, God is saying to you, you're going to make it. You may not feel like that now. You may not see it right now. But I want to put it in your spirit today. I want to speak faith into you. You're going to make it. I don't know about you. I've tested positive for faith and negative for fear. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. God's going to bring us through. God's going to bring us through. Verse 48. And the Bible says, shortly before dawn, he went out walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by. Did you ever notice that? He was about to pass them by. What does that mean? Jesus left the mountain. He saw the disciples rowing and straining at the oars. He left walking on this, the sea coming to them. And it says in verse 40, he was about to pass them by. Does that mean he, he was just going to leave them behind and abandon them? No! He saw them. He, they were at their limit. They were, they were, they were exhausted, discouraged. And he was about to pass them by what does that mean? He was saying, he was doing this to him. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You're going to make it. I'm, a, I'm walking on the water. If I, 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 you're gonna, I'm going to lead the way. Come on, guys. You're going to make it. They saw it and they thought, he's a ghost. They were afraid. They thought it was the devil after them. So what does he do? He gets in the boat because they didn't recognize him. But when it means he was about to pass them by, he was doing this. Come on, guys. And I want you to know right now, here's what Jesus is saying to you. Come on. You're going to make it. Single parent, come on. You're going to make it. Couple, you're going to make it. Midlife, sir, you're going to make it. You're going to get through this. You feel like you've been sitting back three or four years? That's right. You're going to make it. Come on. Come on. Take courage. Don't be afraid. It is I. The Lord said to them. That's what God said. Last week, there was a gentleman in service. His name's Carl. Carlos. I remember Carlos. Carlos, about two and a half years ago, I met him first time right here, right here in this spot. 
It was after service. After service, he came forward. He was dejected and discouraged. He said, Pastor, I'm going through this. I've lost this. This has happened. This has happened. My kids, I don't, I don't have a place to live. I'm, I'm going to lose my place. I just, I don't have a job. I, I can't provide. I just, he was so discouraged. He lost his balance. Rock bottom. You know, you can get there. You can believe God. You can believe God and be at rock bottom. He was there. He said, Pastor, would you pray with me? I said, I absolutely will. I reached into my wallet and I pulled out $100. And I reached again. He said, he pulled his hand back. He said, no, I, I didn't come for money. I, I'm not, Pastor, I was not trying to get money. He said, I know you're not. I know you're not. But the Lord just spoke to me. The Lord just spoke to me, and I'm going to put $100 in your hand right now, and this is seed, and we're going to pray over it. You need to not walk out empty-handed right now. You need, to, you need something to hold on to. You need a seed right now to believe that God's going to pull you through. So I'm putting this $100 in your hand, and I'm going to pray that God multiply it, that this is seed money of your blessing, that this moment on, God's favor, that God's provision, that you would have courage, that you would not be afraid, that you would know you're going to make it. I prayed over him right there, and I spoke encouragement into his spirit. He was in service last Sunday. He gave me update. He said, Pastor, I just want you to give me an update on what's going on. He said, everything's great. He had his kids around him. He was hugging them. He said, I'm making more money now than I've ever made. I'm in the six figures right now. And that goes back to that moment. That moment you spoke faith into me. That moment God encouraged me. That was my seed. And I walked out and said, I am going to make it. And I want to put that in your spirit today. No matter where you're at, you're going to make it. You're going to pull through. God's going to see you through this. And I have a word from the Lord for you. Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not sweat it. God's going to see you through. God's going to take you through. So I'm going to invite you to stand together with me, balcony and main floor. And we're going to go into a worship moment. And I sense in my heart there's some of us, some of us, you're at your, you're at your, you're straining at the oar. The responsibility, obligation, you're exhausted emotionally and spiritually. I'm not saying you've done anything wrong. I'm just saying sometimes in life, life feels heavier than we can manage. And you're saying, God, I need a word. I need, I need to be encouraged. I, God, I need you to breathe life into my spirit today. And if that's you, I want to invite you to come and stand on one of these socially distanced circles saying, God, I'm putting my name on the list. God, I, I said this last week, God, do you even know where I'm at? And today, today, God has shown me. He knows exactly what I'm going through. If that's you, I want you to come and just stand on one of these socially distant spots right here. Pastors will, will walk through. If you, They'll be praying alongside of you. If you want somebody to lay hands on you, all you need to do is request. All you need to do is request, and we'll pray with you. Now, everyone else, join me right now. I don't know if you sense it. I sense I sense God's spirit in the room. He's going to lift heaviness. He's going to, I just, I sense that. I sense there's an anointing in the room to lift 
heaviness, heaviness off of people, despair off of people. To lift that off. Some, some of you have been struggling with insomnia. You haven't been, you haven't been resting at night. He's going he's gonna to give rest to your spirit. Oh, God, right now. Oh, God, we're a spirit-filled church. Join me. Join me. It's all right to pray in the spirit. We're a spirit-filled church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you join me, Westover? Just join me right now. We're just going to seek the Lord. Just, just begin to seek the Lord. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Oh, God. I sense it. I sense a sweetness of God's Spirit. A sweetness of God's Spirit. He's, he's going to give courage and encouragement to people. Let's worship together. Oh, God.